podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Evening, boys. So, welcome back to the Gentleman Stories podcast with me, John. I'm Owen. And I'm Sam. So, we uh, normally at the King's Head, but today we are at Dan's Woodgate Shed. Um, it's not a shed, is it? <laughs> Dan Woodgate's office. It's an office. <laughs> it's a very nice office. It's a nice office. Waste Point HQ. Yeah. They, w- they didn't want to let me do a shout out, but I don't care what they say. <laughs> <laughs> In my house now. Can you be quiet? We didn't even introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah, so we're in Dan's. Uh... <laughs> who fucking told you, man? He's on you. We can't. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, mate. They don't even know who you are. <laughs> so, oh. thank you, Dan Woodgate, for letting us use your shed. Um, this, obviously, this is an episode about you, um, as we normally would introduce people after. But how's it going, Dan? Introduce me properly. Okay. So, we have got Dan. Dan. <laughs> no, I'm good, mate. I'm really good. And yeah. do you know what? I know people will say this, but it is genuine a, a, a pleasure and an honour to be invited on. I was waiting. I was like, where the fuck's the phone call? I knew. I knew. I knew. I told you. I told you. I told you. I said, I said, when, uh, when we when we set this up, I was like, Dan, Dan's going to be expecting a message and I'm not going to. I'm just going to yeah, let, yeah. let him stew over it. <laughs> let him stew over I'm, it. I was that fuming. I've actually started my own fucking podcast. <laughs> What's your own one? But I don't swear on that one. Oh, well, we, yeah. Actually, I, do, I have said some swear words. I actually said in the last podcast I've done, I was, do, I was doing it, and I went, do you know what I might do from now on is I might just come on here and just get all the profanities out at the beginning of every episode. Fuck shit, bollocks. All that at the beginning. Because then if I slip up, Halfway through the episode, I don't have to go back and delete it. Well, fuck it. You, you don't yeah, have to do it here. It. No, no. We're good here. We're right. fucking good here. You've even given me permission to use the C-bomb if I want. So you might as well get it out now. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. No, right. Fair enough. I'm a, I'm a, I've got a high standing in society, all right? I've got expectations to live up to. I don't want this to ruin me. <laughs> so we are talking about your career, the highs, the lows, some stories. Obviously, we know you've got a lot of stories of your time as a pro. Um, I don't know too much if you've done an amateur, had an amateur or unlicensed background. Number no, five in England as an amateur, mate. Number five in England. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. All right, then we'll start with that. Oh. When, when we'll, we'll go with that. When did you lace up your gloves? When did you start? Right, so is this pure boxing? Are we talking about my life as well? We're talking about, we can go with life and boxing as in if, like, you know where they, Let, go, with what, life, go with life. Let's see well. where it goes. Yeah, let's go there. Yeah. I don't want to come in here. Because I'd have you all in tears, crying, upset for the the, Brains got the things that I've gone through, the things that I've had to the the that I've had to endure. I'll have you all in tears. So let's no, not bring start it. There. No, bring it. If no, it I'm only joking. Oh, I'm right, fair enough. That's what I got. Oh, um, <laughs> I went. In, I got into boxing. Right. So I always say I started boxing when I was 22. It's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily. That's not the right word. But it's not actually true. I actually went. I started in a boxing club when I was 11. My dad took me to a club over in uh, Swanley um, and I went there for a couple of months. And then a few years later, I went to a club in Downham. So I used to live at Alpington Way. Went to a club in Downham, done like three or four sessions there. And then when I was about 18, I went along with my mate, didn't enjoy it. Again, probably for a month. And then I just sort of, I was like, boxing ain't for me. The, and, um, the three to four sessions, is that like Sam's two weeks? 
Yeah. We went to St Mary's. You only done two weeks and then done. It's <laughs> so good. Oh, man, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, you can't come in here, son. <laughs> oh, this ain't fair. We've got schoolboy champions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got schoolboy champions beating them all up. <laughs> no, actually, to be fair, when I was when I first went when I um, when I went to Swanley, there was this uh, like traveller kid that was there, and he was schoolboy champion, and I was the only one stupid enough to get in and spar him, and. And this is what this is something that actually bothers me about boxing clubs, right? I was put in sparring with this kid. I've never boxed before in my life, but I was a tough kid. I was like eager to give it a go. Well, no, I was just I was like I loved the fight. I always loved to tear up as a kid, and I suppose we'll, we'll get onto this in a bit anyway. And I was hard as nails as a kid, like a proper tough kid. And they put me in sparring with this lad. And he used to beat the shit out of me. Because you know there's difference between... What, you? I know. Beat down with them. I know. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I know you'd be shocked. But Levels. I remember turning around to him before sparring. Like, I went there and I, I said to my dad, I was like, oh, he's, like, he, he proper hurts me. And my dad was like, no, like, listen, I'll, I'll have a word with him and all that. And they, they went, all right, you're sparring. I can't remember his kid's name. And I don't even know if he went on and done anything in boxing, but he was... They were really high, right? Yeah, yeah. His name was Tyson, I think. Mean, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Mike Tyson, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the well-known traveller, yeah. Mike Tyson. <laughs> I actually went up to him um, before the sparring session. I went. I know it sounds a bit like a bit of a pussy, but I was like, "Mate, can you stop hitting me?" I was like, "Can you can you take it easy on me, please? It really hurts. Like you're, you're proper hurting me." And he battered me in that sparring session. I never went back again. No. And I was like. But now, like back then, I was just like, well, I'm just a pussy then. Your foresight now. So what, what age was you then? 10 or 11. Oh. But so do you know what I mean? Like, like, someone, and I was, I was hard, mate. I was light flipping. I was a hard kid. Um, <laughs> and it, like, for me to st- stand there and say to someone, oh, please don't hit me. Could have an effect. I know. I don't know what's going on with that light. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, there's a light flipping. I just, because if, if, you're, if you're not watching this and listening to it, you'll wonder what we're going on about. But yeah, so like for a 10-year-old kid, Sort of plead against. Was he roughly the same age? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think he might have been. He might have even been younger. But no, no, because he was he was fighting, so he, he would have been at least eleven. Oh, okay. Um, so he was probably older than me. And the coach is not to say anything and allow it to happen. Yeah, my dad was fuming about it, and he actually mentioned to him as well. No, I didn't do nothing, so I never went back. Never went back, and I was, I was like, <clears throat> and to me, that's just like a small, like that's nothing to do with my boxing career. Imagine a story. Well, that happened, and then obviously, that yeah, 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 you yeah. end up getting in the corners yeah. with him. Oh, yeah, you know, but, I didn't know his name, but then you, you say, like, I don't understand why like boxing gyms are like that. You want to try and get young lads involved, and if you're not so good, then try and like. Get, yeah. Give them on their develop di- them, yeah, yeah, develop yeah. them. Give them on the better path, like <laughs> direction. Mm. Like going in against someone, you, you just end up getting your head kicked in. It's yeah. not gonna. You're gonna obviously gonna be put off. And that's the thing as well. Like if you think now, like I don't, I'm, I'm not one of these. Look, things happen how they happen. Yeah, and the outcomes are the outcomes. That's it. But if you think like officially, I started boxing age 22, right? Like 10 or 11 years later than that, and I went on and done all right. Imagine if I'd have had 10 years started. on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine how good I'd have been. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, I probably would have won a world title. I genuinely think that... But then at the same time, would my attitude have been right? I might have got to the age of 16 and gone, 
never boxing again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, Which ha- you can <clears> see, can't change it. There's a lot of lads that, like, especially schools, you know, when you get, um, I'll give you an example for me. I had Ricky Rose. Yeah. He used to go to my school. Obviously, you lads know the name. He was supposed to be, like, for us, like, out of our school, was supposed to be the next big thing. And then they'll talk about, like, Olympic stuff. Stopped. Yeah. Just stopped. Yeah. And then I'm like, why? And then I think he had a couple of pros. Yeah. And then just stopped again. Good I remember watching Really fight. good. Yeah, no. I remember watching fight yeah. thinking, this he kid is special, Joshua, mate. Yeah. 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 And, and he was he a standout he, fighter at night. He was like that. So yeah. he, had, he, we knew him boxing. Yeah. Knew the talent. I don't know. I, I think he joined the Marines in the end and then he may have come out and that's why. But yeah. he, he just stopped. Now, had all this potential. And then I don't know his background, don't know his story, but his potential just went. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, probably... Welcome to Jody Man Stories. Today's guest, Ricky Rose. This spoke to you about me, mate. <laughs> well, <laughs> as some of you will know, if you've ever followed me on social media, I like to take things seriously. Listen, can you can we start behaving a bit now? Yeah, right, right, right. No, like genuinely, like well, started boxing at twenty two. I heard it was to lose a bit of weight. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I. Um, like I said, I had them experiences with boxing and I went in age 22. I was doing pre-season training for football. I was a bit of a baller as well. Baller? Yeah, footballer. footballer. Yeah, I I've bad. seen him play football. Wait, no, I've played, played, played youth cup football. <laughs> <laughs> have, you? have you? Yeah, with you. What? I'll play the game with you. Yeah. Too. Yeah, you ain't. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, it's, I'm surprisingly bad for someone who's played football. <laughs> Yeah. League, League one. I played, F- I, I, I played FA Youth Cup football, and I played FA Cup football as well. And I'm pony. What are you on football manager or saying? No, 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 no. I'm telling you. I'm F- telling you. FA Cup football for like the ninth tier. Yeah, it weren't proper. Like I weren't playing round yet. round one that every team goes in the country. Foot. I don't get to two foot Rooney or anything like that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but I like anyway. So it, well, it sort of, that sort of leads on to the boxing anyway, but. I was. Have you been from a young age though, like quite active? No, always done we, yeah. Weirdly, never. What's the word? Like directly, I never intentionally went in to do anything. When I was at school, I was clearing hundred meters. My fastest time was sub twelve seconds when I was about thirteen and a half, fourteen. Hey, I know. I mean, I don't know. I I can only go on the numbers that I was told, but it turns out that that's like. At that age, I should have gone on. Yeah, I would have gone on running the Olympics. Obviously, I wouldn't have. But that's that's the times I was talking. And then, man, many talents. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's the thing. When when I yeah yeah yeah. But like, I'm not bullshitting. I only know what I've been told. It's not me going. Oh yeah, yeah. I reckon I was doing it in under twelve. I was told you're doing it in under twelve seconds. Well, you didn't run for. I never counties or nothing like that. I was naughty at school, so I never got pushed. No, no, no. I know, it's surprising, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. There was me and this other kid called Curtis. We would always race against each other. He, he never beat me. This kid called Curtis never beat me, right? But Curtis weren't as good at, as me at 200 metres. So I used to run 200 metres. I was like, I want to run 100 metres because that's the one, isn't it? Like, 100 yeah, metres is the one. And I was the fastest kid in my school. And I never, ever lost a 100 metres race at meets or anything. When we done relays, always, always won, thing. always won my bit, always oh, wow. won. Like, and if we was behind, I was the one catching up. And I never, at the time, because sprinting ain't really a sport, is it? When you're a kid, 
Like, it's just something you do. Unless you're running away from the feds. Yeah. That's why I said good at it. <laughs> but at the time, I never really realised that I had probably had a bit of talent at this. Um, so, they, yeah, Curtis was running the 100 metres in, um, in the competitions and I was doing the 200 metres. And I was like, Mr. Russell, I want to do the 100 metres. I'm the quickest. And he was like, yeah, but Curtis isn't as good as you as 200 metres. I went, no, no, but he's not as good as me at 100 metres anyway. <laughs> I'll run both of them. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll do them both. And he was like, well, no, you can't do both. And I always remember, oh, you can't do, you can't run two races. So I was like, all right, I'll do the 200. And then when it comes to the, the day, like the, the meet, I've done the 200, I've done the 400, <laughs> I've done the 1500, and I've done the triple jump, which I didn't even what? do properly. I didn't even do, pro- like, I was like clocking up my, my distances on triple Fucking jump. They were going, oh, mate, like, I was hitting like ridiculous, like adult numbers on, on meters. What? And then when I got to the meet, I've done it, I was like, right, mate, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That you, you won't get any points for that you're doing it wrong so then like the teacher pulled me aside and went I'll show you how to do it and I went from like whatever nine metres on the triple jump down to about three just in the sand yeah. bit just I, was just, I was a good athlete but the question was like was I always not intentionally I never wanted to be an athlete yeah, I yeah. Just, like, never wanted to be a boxer no, or just, no, just, just it just fell into it do you know what right the only thing I ever wanted I just wanted to be the centre of attention all the time. I wanted to be an actor. We know. I wanted to be a, a singer or something <laughs> like that. I just love being centre of attention. And this that no. brings me round to the boxing. When I was 22, I was pre-season training football. I was on the ball, geezer clipped my foot and I twist, went over my ankle, sprained my ankle, foot snapped. Mate, oh, right. I went home, hobbled home. None of them helped me. Hobbled home, climbed over a fucking fence to get into my back garden. I know uh, uh, oh, that feels... Mate, honestly. I know how that feels. Yeah. So I, I literally got injured, yeah. done my ankle. He did two-footed me. I rang my mum and went, mum, come pick me up. She was like, no, I'm, I'm having a beer. Come walk, <laughs> come walk to the pub. And then over. I was literally about to hobble. Well, my man was at the pub at all. <laughs> yes. When I'd done it, I was like, <laughs> I was like Dad, I've, I've broke my foot. He went, no, nah, you ain't. I was like, you're at the pub, mate. How do you know <laughs> I've broke my foot? <laughs> I come up there, so I'm going to the hospital. <sighs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> went up there, <laughs> took me, a fuck, I couldn't put my shoe on. I went, here, look, I had a big lump. He went, nah, that ain't broken. Punk I was it. like, mate, there's a, there's a, there's a massive lump in my foot. Anyway, I went to the, went to the doctors, the, the hospital, scanned it. Yeah, I broke my foot. I won't tell you about the hospital experience. It's fucking boring. But anyway, that went cast, all that. But while I was on, in the cast, about six weeks, I literally, I was drinking Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, Sundays, every single week for six weeks, living off of... And then when I weren't drinking, I was just on the piss, like proper up the pub, like playing for the pool team and all that. So I was drinking. And when I drink, I don't go, I'll have a couple of pints. I'll, I'll drink, yeah, on like it. 15 pints. Really? Yeah, mate. No. Honestly, people say that to me and I'm like... I would have never thought that. Yeah, well, like when I go out... Like, Pre- previous <laughs> life, innit? Yeah. No, no, even, even like... Mate, perhaps not now, but... Like, if I go away with my old man, up until, like, five years ago, we used to go and do this festival thing all the time. We'd go away. And we, we worked out, and we was, like, drinking 25 pints Whoa. across, across like, a day day session. Jeez. And then we'd be on, like, the shots and stuff like that. And, like, people go, oh, I'm, listen, it ain't good for you. No. I'm a health coach promoting that. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is, like, like, I used to get on it. And, Jeez. like, the amount, amount of calories in a beer plus... All I was was eating was kebabs and crisps. I just got massive, mate. 
I always say I was about 18 and a half stone. I was. By the time I started boxing, I walked into the gym, I was about 18 and a half stone, but I'd, I'd gone over 20 stone. And I'm only 5'11", five, five just under 5'11". So... Sure, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm the same, like, I'll never... A bit like you, you're a big lad, but no one would ever go, oh, you're fat. They'd just go, fucking hell, he's a big lad. Oh, but what? Yeah, but you're a nasty <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I said the C word. He's doing he's all right all the time. But yeah, no, but you're not just a big fella. fella. Yeah. You're just a big fella. That's because you, I've used to seeing him with, like, actually half slim, and then he just stopped. I'm not. I've only ever known him like that. <laughs> what is? No, nah, when you were when when boxing. Yeah. yeah. But you look like a fucking mate when you was boxing. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. You're a lump. yeah. I'll give you like middle ground, yeah. but you've gone past middle ground now. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't tell. I'm saying, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was, I was just a big lad. So I went boxing. To lose in, weight. Just to lose weight. And I did lose weight. I went down to, in the space of like two and a half months, three months, I lost like three and a half stone. Like without even what? thinking about it. Because what, what, I know, I'm, I know now because I do what I do with the nutrition and stuff like that. What had obviously happened is I'd gone, well, I'm a boxer now, therefore I need to make better choices. So I was eating better, naturally just eating better, plus training, gone from no training sure. to training three times a week and backing on the tools, on the construction site, oh, carrying yeah, stuff yeah. up ladders and stuff like that. So I was, I went from six weeks of pissing it up, eating shit, getting really heavy and then I went from that to being basically like an athlete so I was training like if you look at um, working on a construction site it's like it's a worker yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, like, it's basically like water. Yeah. I've never felt so strong in my life yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I went from that to that so it wasn't the boxing it was just boxing helped obviously but it, um, basically it was just being more active again and then being a bit more conscious of the food I was eating so I had my I started in end of October yeah, so when's the beginning of football season? September, so it was just before season started. So yeah, about six to eight weeks. I started in maybe November time. I had my first fight in the January or February, like two or three months later. Amateur. Yeah, amateur. amateur, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, um, who did you start with? What you... Canterbury. Canterbury. Yeah, um, a coach, a fellow called Dave uh, Kennard, or Kenwood. I, I, don't, I never know how to say his name. Uh, it's spelled Kenwood, but I think you say, say it Kennard. He basically came up to me and he was like, so Canterbury had split from being Canterbury to Canterbury and, and Whitstable had started another club. Right. And this, this fella, old coach, Martin McKelvey, his name was, um, proper bellend. Didn't like him much at all. <laughs> well, weren't a very nice person. Didn't treat me very nice. And it, they had split. So they didn't, Canterbury didn't have any boxers left. So I, I'd gone to a club with no boxers and he was like, do you want to get carded? I went, yeah, fuck it, go on. I'll have a go. <laughs> no, I never went there to box. I just went there to, to get fit. And I remember... My first ever bike bout over in Maidstone at the was he, there used to be a Hilton in Maidstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah. Is, there still is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was there. Is. I'm pretty sure it was there. And I remember sitting there. So I was. I remember being over there and just thinking, like, not no. weirdly, like, no, no, nothing, no. nothing. I just remember thinking, I don't know. I think if I'd have seen me, I'd have looked at me now and like analysed me and gone, he don't realise what he's What's getting himself coming. into. Yeah, yeah. And it weren't, and it was like, and it, I'll never ever forget this feeling, right? Are you nervous? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. Oh, really? Yeah. First fight and all that. I was like, am I, am I supposed to be? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was a nothing thing. I'd, done, I'd only done a bit of sparring. I think what it was, where I hadn't done it for too long, 
there was no expectations there. Yeah. I hadn't been like training hard. I've, I've been training all my life for this. I just popped into a gym, got offered Skip to go and do a bit of boxing. Yeah. So I just turned up, done it. And I remember walking out. Um, I can't even remember the guy's name. I've got the video. I found the video of it. My mum and dad had got it. Walked out, I got into the ring and I was in the blue corner. In the blue corner from Ram- uh, from Canterbury Boxing Club, Dan Woodgate. And I was looking at my coach like that. Not paying attention. Not, not one of, I didn't want to do all that. I've never been one of them sort of people. Not and, being um, centre of attention. No, no, weird. Yeah, sure. that's the thing. It's weird, yeah. <laughs> right. And I just, it won't bother. Like, I didn't realise what it was. Dan Woodgate. And I went, My name's Daniel. Fucking hell. <laughs> that's me. Oh, really? And I remember thinking to myself, shit. And all of a sudden, I had this realisation, I'm oh, fucking hell, I'm fighting now. <laughs> I was like, it was like, I didn't oh, have a clue been... what was going on. And Did I you just get overwhelmed with emotion. No, no, nothing like that. Oh. I just shit myself. Like, proper. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I lost. I've got a stand in eight count as well, actually. Is it? Yeah. What happened is, because I watched it, and I, in my head, when you I remember it back... You see what you remember it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I remember it back, I didn't throw a punch the whole fight. When I watched it back, and this was like after I was a pro and that, I watched it back, I was like, actually, you, you're all right. Like, you've done all right. People used to say to me, they was like, how many fights you had, son? I'd be like, uh, two. They go, oh, fucking hell, I thought you'd had like 20, 25 fights. The way you boxed. Just, just, no, no, not so much... The quality of my boxing, but the composure that I had. Oh. I used to think, like, you could see I was thinking when I was fighting. Um, I tried being an intelligent fighter. I, I lost my first fight, but obviously then you've got people cheering. Go on a blue corner. None of them know you. Go on a blue corner. Go on a red corner. Whee! All that. And I stood there at the end of the fight, and in my head, I don't know. I don't know if you can see me on the video, but in my head, I had the biggest smile on my face, even though I'd lost. And I thought I remember thinking to myself, as people were cheering, sweating, I've just fucking like, heart beating all that. I remember thinking to myself, this is what you wanted to do your whole entire life. I remember thinking to myself, this is the fucking best thing in the world. Like you can have a tear up and not get arrested, get paid. <laughs> well, no, I didn't later on, but I, it was never about money for me. Um, you can have a tear up and not get arrested, and people fucking cheering your name. Like, this is all you've ever wanted in life. I was like, why the fuck didn't I think of this earlier? <laughs> like, this this is... Like, and genuinely, it was that profound. And then from that second there, I was like, boom, I am in love with boxing. And I dedicated my life for the next probably six or seven years just to boxing. I boxed, for, I boxed longer than that. But if I'm honest and if I was... If I'm honest with myself, I probably should have retired before I did because I just lost interest in it. But yeah, back for about seven years, possibly eight years, boxing was my life. Like, how many year. amateur fights did you end up with? Twenty-one quarterfinalists of the ABAs. Yeah, boxed in the HSK Box Cup in Denmark, won a gold, stopped the local favourite. That's quite a funny story, actually. I got over there. So, in amateurs, they don't have a cruiserweight. You have super heavy, which is above ninety-one. Yeah. And then you have heavyweight, which is 91 down to 89s. Is that right? Uh, I think it's changed now. Yeah, no, it is now. I was going to say. It's now the 86s. So 86 kilos of cruiserweight. I don't know what what year you're talking, because I remember it 86. Yeah, no, it was. It was, but it had only just come in. It had only just come in in competition in 86 kilos. So when I started boxing, started boxing at about 
15 stone. And then I slowly, my weight crept up and I went up to 16, about 16 and a half stone. I was fighting at super heavyweight. And I was tonk, mate. I was, I was proper. Was it built? Not yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. I was, mate, I, honestly, like, I, I was so strong. Like, now... I can appreciate just how fit. I just thought I was just a normal, but I was like carrying tiles up and down ladders all day, yeah, getting yeah. like hundred kilo rolls of lead and just running up ladders for fun. And I, for me, no one could, I didn't realize that not everyone could do that. You just thought it was a normal. I just thought, yeah, I was just, oh, a big, one does yeah, one does yeah, one. yeah. Cause I've like, I've been brought up by, so I'm like third, fourth generation roofing and building. My granddad, my dad's, my dad is an absolute animal. Like, strong as an ox, yeah. hard as nails. And he's, so I've, all I've grown up is stories of, my dad used to do this, like whatever, how many tiles on a little donut on top of his head, run up the ladder and then run and jump off the scaffold into a big pile of sand and crack on. So for me, carrying like a big roll of lead up was nothing thing. Yeah, but yeah. for a lot of people, they couldn't do it. But I never realised that. And I didn't realise just how strong I was when I was 16 and a half stone. It, I was in good shape. I had like flab on me, but probably not much more I probably looked a bit like what Tyson looked like at his best. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah. He looked shredded, but when you sit down, he's got rolls on his belly and stuff like that. But when he stood up, he looked like mm. you see muscles. So yeah. I was a bit like that. And I imagined that I'd be all right. Tyson was 5'10". I'm slightly taller than that. And I was like, well, I can be a heavyweight. When, because of my size, a lot of coaches would go to me, right, you need to be like Tyson. You need to get in, get under, whip up the body and stuff like that. I was mm, like, I, well, I didn't see boxing like that. That's not how I see boxing. So what I did, I developed this style that was really effective against big fellas. And because I was always quick, because all my muscle was like fast twitch fibers, so I was quick. And although I'm only 5'11", my reach is about six foot three. I've got quite a long reach. So I worked, this, worked out this way of sitting back and catching them with, with a jab, these big fellas, and they'd be like, how the fuck is he hitting me? Yeah, yeah. I just the way I, I don't know how I've done it. I sort of know now because I understand the biomechanics of boxing that, but I just developed this style to beat bigger fellas. And I think from a psychological perspective as well, you're six foot four. If you come up against someone like me who's five eleven, you go, he's going to try and get inside me and rip up the body. So I want to stand outside and try and jab him. But then all of a sudden you stand against me and you try and jab you me. Jab him, yeah. And you're going. And nothing's yeah. landing all of a sudden you're shitting yourself thinking well I've got this one tool that's going to work against this kid and it don't work and I think that took quite a few people by surprise um, being what <laughs> such a being, so being a small that heavy, way yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just, you're, you're going to become <coughs> accustomed to yeah yeah something like that. so going back to this HSK box cup I um, I got out there and I used to struggle to get down to the 86 kilos it weren't easy for me but I'd, I'd got down to it and I got there, stood on the scales, boom, 86 kilos, dead on. And I went out, I went, that's how you do it, boys. And they went, um, heavyweight. I went, what? No, I'm, I'm a cruiserweight, 86 kilos. I went, no, we don't do cruiserweight over here. Heavyweight oh, only. No. I was like, but I'm a cruiserweight. Like, they went, no, we don't do cruiserweight. It's 81s. 81s, that's it, not 79s. 81s or 91s, that's it. Oh, so I'd stop smack now. bag in the middle of them. I never would have made 90, uh, 81s. no. So I was like, I knew fuck all about nutrition and anything like that. I was like, shit, I need to make myself heavier. So I went out of Chinese. <laughs> Straight to the Chinese. Oh, I, was like, I, I bet you fell like shit the next no, day. Do you know what, right? I got there and um, there was these 
so it was only it was a two fight competition straight into the semi final straight away because there was not many heavyweight fighters there. So I was straight into the semi finals. I watched. There was two Brits, me and this other kid. There was an Icelandic fella, and he was a proper Icelandic fella, like a fucking doorway, Viking. mate. Honestly, head like a fucking breeze block, <sighs> massive. I looked at him and I was like, that he would have struggled to make ninety one kilos. He was big, mate, big. And um, and I was like eighty six. It's like this little. Fella. I was the smallest one out of all of them. So I watched. Did I box first? I think actually, yeah, I, I boxed first. So I boxed this Icelandic fella. I remember getting in there and thinking, "There is no way I'm letting this kid hit me." <laughs> no. <laughs> so I was just on the back foot. Yeah. Oh, mate, honestly, he just knocked me through the ropes. He battered me. He did not lay one glove on me in the whole fight. Do you think? Oh, being at a lower weight, yeah, I used to think. I used to have the mentality like, if I'm just if I'm at the lower bracket of that whatever category I'm in. I'm a lot more quicker than what you're going to be. Did you ever think? Well, no, because I thought I was at the top end of the lower bracket. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> and then the next day I was fighting with like about 3,000 calories worth of fucking chow mania, mate. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I, I beat him. I, I boxed his kid. Like, literally just boxed his head off. It was like, I think if I'd have watched it now, I'd go, yeah, it weren't that good. But to me at the time, I was like, that was sort beautiful. Best performance. Yeah, like, brilliant performance. Because when I got put in them situations where I was scared... And I was under pressure, like tournaments and stuff like that. I just sort of thrived, um, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. So then I watched the local Danish kid, tall, tall, blonde-haired kid, um, proper Dane, um, fight the other British fella that was in it, and he was he was like a proper Mike Tyson, mixed race kid, built mate, like strong, and he come in whipping the shit out of this um, Danish kid. He got disqualified. No. Didn't do nothing wrong. Because he was uh, a local boy. Because he was a uh, local boy. I don't know if he actually got disqualified, but he lost. And he got loads of points taken. Or something like that, it was. No. I think it was. Are you surprised? Before we know, I was going to say, you know, you know when you hear it, it's like... You know, yeah, yeah. but I'm also <laughs> like... Oh, you get the pros, but yeah. you know you just think... The amateurs. I get, with kids as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, naughty, so I was 23. Um... But they do like it was happening with kids that were like 13, 14. Yeah, yeah. That's sad, mate. But, Don't surprise me. Yeah. Don't um, surprise me. And I spoke to the British kid afterwards. I was like, that's bullshit, mate. That's bullshit. But to be honest, I'll, I'll be honest now. I was like, thank fuck for that. Did not want to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fancy fighting. So, like, to be fair, I, I would have battered him. I would have beat him. But I was scared of him because he was. And, and that was just one of the ones like, like, this could hurt. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, was, he was like, he would have whipped away at me. He probably would have caused me a few, like, a bit of trouble for a round. Um, and I was watching him thinking, this is how I'm going to have to beat this kid. I'm going to have to cover up, cover up, make him work. I think I'd have knocked him out because of like, just when I had that fear, I was like, I just gained you this. Take it, you got yeah, 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 yeah. But he came up to me afterwards and he was like, to be honest, mate, I weren't never going to beat you anyway. Oh, really? He went, I watched you box and it was fucking unbelievable. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that means something. But then, so I was up against this local Danish kid. I was up against this local Danish kid the next day. And I was like, I know I'm going to lose. I know I'm going to lose. Because it's just going to... happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I went out there and I was like, I can't let this fight go to points. I've never ever fought like this before because I'm not Stick a knockout merchant. I was like, right, boom, straight on him. Put it on him. Boom, boom. Started ripping him up. Stop. 
pushing in the face, referee. I was like, what are you? Pushing him in the face. I was like, you okay. do know this is a boxing like bout. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to throw a glove yeah, in his yeah, face. Yeah. But he's um yeah. So he, he pulled me up, and then um I remember thinking to myself, he's going to go off, the same way. Fuck off, mate. I remember thinking to myself, fuck off, and I just went, okay, sorry, ref. But I wanted to go. Yeah. Shut up, you mug. I was really sorry, ref. Sorry. Whipped him up again. Stopped it again. And he went any more like a point. And then um I went. Fuck it. So I just went like, buried my head on his chest, whipped him up to the body, stopped it again. And I was like, right, for fuck's sake. And he just went, waved it off. Waved off. Yeah, yeah, beat him. Stopped him. Oh, oh man. Man. Gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so when did you, like, what made you turn over then? From what made you go from the amateur to the pro scene? So I, the, after the first year of me boxing, mm. like I, said, I was about 16 and a half stone. I was in pretty good shape little bit of flab there. Like I weren't, I was never going to be a heavyweight professional. Well, I say never, I probably could have been. I went out to Vegas to watch Ricky Hatton when he fought uh, Juan Arango in the Paris hotel in Vegas. And when I went out there, a good friend of mine and my dad's, which my dad's mate, but become my friend. He had met a fella called Steve Foster, known as the Viking um, back in the days from Manchester. And he was, um, British champion, I think he might have been European champion. Good fire, like hard. Not the best boxer, but good fire. And he went, here, Steve. This is my, my dad's mate, Webby. Steve, this is Dan, wants to be a boxer. And he went, looked at me, he went, lift up your shirt, son. I'd never met him before, never said another word, like any words to him before. I lift up your shirt, son. I went, hey, you're too fat, you go nowhere. I went, I looked at his gigs, I thought, fuck you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then... um. I was like, okay, what do I do then? And he just, he started telling me about calories and stuff like that. Like literally, he spent his weekend in Vegas coaching me. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Although we did go out on a 28-hour bender together. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we do that to Owen. Lift yeah, up your shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he, so he was friends with Ricky Atten as well. So I, I got, yeah, so I was, I got free tickets to the after show. Oh. I had pictures of myself um, sitting with Ricky and Matt Hatton, I had pictures with like loads of celebrities and stuff like that. Come back, lost my fucking phone. Oh, yeah, yeah I was gutted. So I had all the pictures and it was like obviously that experience. So I come back from there, and then I was like, I know how to lose weight now. So I just started right. tracking calories, and I went in three months. I went from sixteen and a half stone down to fourteen stone. So I went down to ninety ones. Um, so then I started operating as a heavyweight rather than a super heavyweight. And then after meeting him, I was like, I can be a professional boxer. And that's what sort of inspired me to go, mm. I'm going to turn over once I've done the ABAs. Went into the ABAs that year and didn't get past the Southern Counties. And the next year I went in, got to the quarterfinals. Yeah. And then you started, so who did you turn over with? Mickey Helliott. No, that's not true. I was turned over with Mike Aldis. Right. Um, what weight did you go, cruiser? Light heavyweight. Light heavy. Yeah. Right. That's the only regret I've, regret I've got in boxing, trying to be a light heavyweight. Wish I'd have started off as a cruiser. Light heavyweight really? killed me. Yeah, it killed me. Because you cru- when we all <coughs> you, you were cruiserweight then, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So I've always known you as a cruiserweight. But I think I've met you the back end of your career. Yeah. I, think, I don't know, these two probably met you beforehand. but So I... 
I was convinced by others because I'd have gone and thought everyone. I, I genuinely think shit like thick shit when it comes to boxing. <laughs> it was your, your tickets, like, ticket seller, yeah. ticket seller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You good following. Through. First, first, first fight sold two hundred and sixty tickets. Yeah, yeah. so it's good. Second yeah. fight cut cut of hundred. Yeah, uh, but I lost my second fight. Then they took a dip. Um, which happens for some yeah. reason. Don't understand yeah. it, but it does happen. But you like, I think when, I think what happens in boxing is when someone turns pro, probably not so much now because of social media, but back then social media weren't, weren't as big as it. Yeah. yeah. So when someone turned pro, everyone was like, fucking hell, I, know, I now know a pro boxer. Also, yeah. it's harder to turn pro probably when you did than I think it is now. I think I got in just when it started getting easier. Right, okay. I don't think I'd have been able to turn over pro. I wouldn't. It wouldn't have been as easy for me to turn over pro if I hadn't got to quarterfinals of the ABA. Yeah, because I had a little bit of there. Bit of it. Yeah. yeah. So your first fight was at Crawley, uh, Adam, K2 Arena. Yeah, K2 Arena. Adam Wilcox. Yeah. I remember speaking to his coach before the fight. He went, "You're, you're going to smash him tonight, mate." He ain't even trained. I think, well, he's coached, he's coached in the end. What? He was like, yeah, he was fucking trained. But, right, so I didn't know. Like, he's a proper journeyman, this Adam Wilcox. Yeah. I didn't know about journeyman then. And I was, I was like, like, he's trying to get in my head. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to come Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out. And uh, to be honest, I boxed really well. I had him, I had him rocked a couple of times. Um, boxed really well. Uh, got the win. Done a better job on him than other fighters that I knew that fought him and stuff like that. Ian John yeah. Lewis was your ref then. Was he the ref on my first? He was the ref there, yeah. yeah. We'll come back to him later, I guess. Then you went. Love him. You went to. Oh, no. I can't yeah, like him. Yeah, I like him. I was chatting to him a couple of months back at the show. I think he's well alright. Yeah. Best friend. Um, and then you, again, the K2 Leisure Centre with Sam Cousins. Sammy Cousins. Oh. Yeah. And so started a rivalry. That fight. And that's the, that's the last fight I had with Mike Aldis. So Mike Aldis, he was my coach, my manager, and the promoter of the shows. Like, so much conflict sweet, of interest. Sweet percentage. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and he did as well. Like, my first fight, I sold 260 tickets, which worked out about seven or eight grand's worth of tickets. He gave me £800. No. Yeah, right, he gave me £800, no. pound, but then he took his 10% coaching fee out of that as well. Because <laughs> I was so naive... I just accepted it. I thought, oh, this is how boxing is. So anyway, the second fight with Sammy Cousins, I'd done my training camp, whatever it was back then, over many weeks. You skipped too far ahead. We'll come back to Sammy Cousins, but go carry on anyway. No, Sammy Cousins was my second fight. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. Don't fucking... Dark, <laughs> don't make things up, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was like training for Sammy Cousins and it was only my second pro fight and I'd had 21 amateurs, which sounds like a lot, but people go, oh, it must have been quite a lot, but I had... I'd only been an amateur for two, two and a half years. And I was just like, I want to fight, I want to fight, I want to fight as an amateur. So they got me fights quickly, quicker than most others. Like I boxed with guys that boxed for 10 years and only had 30, whatever. Um, so I was very inexperienced, didn't understand the sport. And in the last two weeks of training camp, I was driving from, I was living at Ramsgate at the time. I was driving from Ramsgate. So to, you did live in Ramsgate? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I never said I did, but not when I lived <laughs> I was driving from Ramsgate to Red Hill for training. Sure. Yeah, doing four four days a week. And in the last two weeks, I drove, right, from Ramsgate to Red Hill. So I'd done a day's work, gone home, drove to Red Hill, got there, 
no coach. Mike Aldis didn't turn up. Done what? it three times in the last two weeks. Rung him. I told you it weren't on. I was like, no, you fuck. I said, oh, mate, I messaged you yesterday. Like, is it still on? One of them was a Sunday morning. So I'd got there. He went, oh, no, no, it's not on today. And he's oh, and I was like, yeah, but you said, he went, what he had said to me, he had this other fella, Gary, who used to do our cuts and um, raps and stuff. He was like, if I'm not going to be there, Gary will be there. Wow. And this is the conversation I had with him. He went, no, no, no. What, he, what was happening? I'm going to go too much into his personal life, but he was doing things he shouldn't have been doing on the drink and things like that, I think. And he just weren't turning up. So Even though you're preparing for a fight. So I've gone into this fight well unprepared. The, the, oh, that was it. Just go for a run. No. Yeah, yeah just oh, go for mate. a run. <laughs> so I'd, um, I've gone into this fight against Sammy Cousins well underprepared, completely naive. I weren't fit. So Mike Aldis, he was having, so he had have like five fighters on the, so it was like one in, one out. And what I have one hand wrapped, and then they fucked off to do an interview. I'm sitting there like <laughs> half an hour before my fight with one hand wrapped. At least you ain't got the Martin Hillman specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he um, come back, wrapped the other hand, and then they just pissed off again. As an amateur, I boxed out in Malta for Crawley Boxing Club, and the head coach George Brown, quality bloke, he come in. He was like, "Who's warming you up?" I'd even been warmed up like 10 minutes before going in. <laughs> Just sat in his dark room. Yeah, I was right? sitting yeah. in the change room. Like, it was a um, leisure centre, so like proper oh, stalls. Okay, and I was yeah, just yeah. sitting there like that, thinking, be back I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, if I'd if I known now, I'd just warm myself up. But yeah, I didn't know, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Naive. Who, who's warming you up? I went, well, I don't know, no one. He went, oh, done, done a bit of pad work with me. But it's something I'd never done pad work with before. Didn't know me, didn't know what we was trying to do, so I weren't warm. Went out there. As I was walking out, Sam Cousins was standing in the ring going like that, drawing his thumb across his throat. Really? Yeah. Prick. Um, <laughs> doing him, all that. Tell us what you really mean. Yeah, yeah. Tell us yeah. what you really I'll think. I'll tell him to his face. He's, um, I'll get all right with him now, but I still, like, you, do, you do things that are prickish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make you a prick yeah, yeah. in that instant, don't they? Like wear Crocs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm wearing Crocs, <laughs> by the way. Crocs <laughs> <laughs> a bad man thing, mate. What are you going on about? So anyway, I got in there, started boxing him, and I knew he was a better opponent than the one before. Because on his day, Sam was actually quite a good boxer. I got in there and I was like, oh, this is easy, mate. And I clocked him with a left hook. And I knew I weren't fit. And I see his legs go. And I was like, I'm ending this now. Go was on. he a ticket seller? No. Because no. he, you were 1-0 and at the time. Yeah. He was 5-2. and two. Mm. Really unusual mm. to have a winning record. Yeah. For your second fight again, naive. I wouldn't yeah, take okay. the fight now. Yeah, I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't give it as a second fight. But to be fair, it was. Uh, I'd signed for Mickey Hellier at this point. Um, to be fair to Mickey Hellier, he knew I could have beat Sam. He knew I could have. Right. But he didn't know that I weren't fit and I weren't ready for the fight. Mm. So anyway, I clocked him. Boom, left it. Caught him on the um, top of the head. The old legs went. I was like. Ah. Touch. Going to sleep. <laughs> so I just went in like boom, 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 boom. Put it on him. Won't go nowhere. Didn't go nowhere. And then about this was probably about thirty seconds from the end of the round. I just went. My tank just emptied, mate. I had oh. nothing. First round, four rounder. And I remember it was like, have you ever had proper flu before? You yeah, had proper flu where you're cold, not no sure. energy like that. I just went. Out, I went. Bah, bah. I was literally just like that. It just happened like that. And um, 
I walk back to the corner, end of the first round, I walk back to the corner. In my head, I was going to walk straight back to the corner and just go to Mike Aldis, call the fight off, I'm fucked. It was that bad. I felt oh. ill, mate. Yeah, yeah. I felt I was going to, I just wanted to collapse and I didn't give a shit if I lost. Whatever, I didn't care. Just get me out of this ring. I'm in a bad, bad way. Sort of walking back to the corner. I hadn't been here or anything like that, but I, was, I had nothing there. So I walked back to the corner like this. Michael just went, what the fuck are you doing, you fucking useless cunt? And I looked at him. I didn't say it, but I just remember thinking to myself, to say word. fuck you, <laughs> this is your fault, you prick. Didn't say it there, then. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to. And I remember, I looked at him, and I remember thinking, fuck you, mate, this is your fault. You fucking done this. He sat me down in the corner, I sat there, and I just remember thinking to myself, I'm going to do everything I can to let him know I don't give a shit what he's saying, and I'm not listening. So all I did, the ring card girl, I just followed her around the ring like that and just made sure that he knew that I was looking at her and not him. Not that I, I don't give a shit what she looked like. It, wasn't about, it was about showing him that I weren't listening. You weren't listening, you weren't. And I, if he wouldn't have said that to me, I'd have pulled out the fight. I would have 100% pulled out the fight. If he'd have gone, you're right, I'd have gone, no, 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 pull me out. Because he you said that, adrenaline just went boom. And I just remember thinking to myself, let's go and have a tear up. Did he do it to be a prick or did he do it to get... The reaction? Well, it worked. Yeah, I was going to say. I so. don't think he was clever enough to do it to, right, for okay. the reaction. He's, listen, I've got no, I, I don't, like, Mike, Michael, he's probably still my mate, like, if I see him, but he, I don't think he knows that what he done to me. The yeah, effect. I don't think, yeah. The yeah, effect. Yeah. I don't think he realises what he done. And I don't know if he'd give a shit anyway. Oh. But I don't hold it like I, obviously. Well, I do sort of hold it against him, but not in a bad. Like, I just like, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. It, it led to my career going where it was anyway. But yeah, so that I ended up just having a ding dong with him. I definitely won the fight, and they gave it to Sam Cousins. Oh. Even Sam came up to me afterwards and went, "I don't know how I got that, mate." Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 